Hi, everybody. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. I'm Les Roberts. And hello, my name is Anne. Oh, am I tipping something? My name is Anne Elder. <laughs> okay. And we both are going to talk today about a film called Hello, My Name is Doris. That's right. <laughs> Doris is Doris Miller. Mm-hmm. She is played by Sally Field. The unsinkable Sally Field. Absolutely. <laughs> Doris works in an ad agency. She is a very, very strange lady. An eccentric. That's a nice way of putting it. All right, a oneer. Yeah. She's a loner. She's a lovable loon. Yes. She lives alone in her late mother's house. Mm-hmm. Her mother was a hoarder, so everything she's ever touched in her life is stacked up in this house. She wears very, very bizarre-looking clothes that she buys at thrift shops, mm-hmm. and nobody pays much attention to her at all, except her best friend, Roz, played by Tyne Daly. Oh, boy. Just one second there. Tyne Daly, one of the greatest actresses ever, I mean, on film, on stage, and she never gets the lead. She always plays the secondary part. She is so talented. And she's very good in this, too, as the best friend. Yes, she is. All right, enough about Tyne Daly. This is a Sally Field movie. Okay, let's get back to Doris. Doris attends a self-help seminar run by Willie Williams, played by the actor Peter Gallagher, Mm -hmm. in which he tells everybody to be themselves, to take charge. Correct. In fact, he has a mantra, which is, I'm possible. Exactly. Which Doris, of course, repeats to herself until she believes that she is possible. And, of course, that helps her in the next phase of the movie. Yes, because she's going up to the ad agency in the crowded elevator with a very young, very good-looking man, played by Max Greenfield. Mm -hmm. His name is John. And he notices that there's something on her glasses, a little piece of dust. Right. They've never met before, but he helps her pick it off. And at that moment, she falls totally, completely in love with this gorgeous young man who is basically 40 years her junior. That's right. I thought this was such an interesting concept for a movie because it looks at the love affair, if you want to call it that, or a love obsession, from the point of view of a 70-year-old woman falling for a younger man. In the past in movies, it's usually an old geezer who's drooling over his nubile nurse. (laughs) This was, for me, a wonderfully inventive way to show a different side of mature love and how a woman in her 70s can really feel smitten and have butterflies and have all the kinds of feelings that young women have when they meet Mr. Wright. In this case, he's not Mr. Wright, but she doesn't know that. Exactly. Okay. A lot of the scenes that we will see from now on are in her imagination. Yes, they are. In one scene, they're by the coffee machine. She spills coffee on his shirt. He takes off his shirt in the office. Yes. And suddenly they are all over each other. Embracing, yes. And of course, that's a fantasy. Of course. All this is wonderful, Anne, except about halfway through the movie, Mm -hmm. they, and I'm assuming it is Michael Showalter, Mm -hmm. who is the director and co-wrote the screenplay with Laura DeRusso. Correct. They forgot where they were going. Oh. And this film kind of flounders around for the rest of the time. 
and I got very upset with the film. Well, I didn't feel that at all. I think, frankly, Hello, My Name is Doris is a movie for women of a certain age, maybe, because all of the gals in the audience with whom I watched the film were of a certain age, and they absolutely loved every moment of this picture. Sure, yeah. Of course, I think that some movies have that kind of an appeal to women, and some movies are macho movies, and they really work for you guys. Well, I think that's absolutely correct, Anne. There are boy movies and girl movies. Okay. And I do think this is a movie much aimed at women. I couldn't agree with you more. There are some other issues that this movie handles or at least touches on. Now, they don't necessarily answer some of these problems, but at least they're being talked about. And I mean, Doris is suffering with some unresolved grief over her mother's passing. Right. She adheres to her mother's hoarding passion. She doesn't know how to clean up the mess that is surrounding her. She doesn't know how to deal with her overly critical family. And in fact, when this young ad executive touches her glasses. It's the first moment of kindness that has come into this lonely woman's life in years. And that opens her up. That's the reason why she is so vulnerable. And that's what makes Hello, My Name is Doris, a very remarkable little gem of a movie. Right. I don't think you can watch this picture and not have some joy and also get a tear when you see Sally Field as Doris trying to learn how to electro-dance to some heavy metal group because she's so anxious and so eager to be a part of John's world. Now, that brings up another part of this movie, which, again, is a little dicey. Okay. And that is when Doris goes on the Internet and she begins to catfish John and then ends up at all of the rock concerts he's going to. Right. As though it's a coincidence. Now, do I think that a hip guy like John wouldn't figure out that there's something a little off with Doris, that she's always there? Been there, done that. I mean, the guy can't be that oblivious. And you want to say, excuse me, John, smarten up. This chick is like on your case. But to the movie's credit, because it's Sally Field playing Doris, she infuses that part with a great deal of humanity. And in a lesser actress's hands, I don't think I would have had such a positive reaction to almost all of this film. Well, I think that Sally Field is obviously very, very talented. She's got two Oscars to prove it. She's been around for five decades, she has said that. Correct. You can remember back in the early 60s when she was the flying nun. Well, before that, she was Gidget. Gidget, sure. And then she went on to do Sybil, and that started her star on the Ascendance in Hollywood, and then she really nailed it with a lot of wonderful, wonderful movie roles. Absolutely. Because of that, I didn't want to hate this film. I enjoyed part of it. I think it falls apart when she gets on the internet mm -hmm. and she says something about herself and John, and she's going under an assumed name mm -hmm. that reaches John's real-life girlfriend, Brooklyn, Correct. played by Beth Bears, mm -hmm. and that really blows that romance right out of the water, which I thought was a little bit too much. Listen, this is not a perfect film. Oh, of course not. Every film that we talk about, we can find minor flaws, 
Overall, though, I think that Hello, My Name is Doris is a worthwhile film. Again, I mentioned the fact that it shows how love can come into the life of a woman who's 70 years old, and it really works on that emotion. I think that that's important because most movies, and certainly Hollywood, are so ageism conscious. You know, you're over the hill at 35. That's quite true, sure. So to show a woman who's 70 having fantasies and dreams of requiting this love affair, I thought was refreshing. No, this is not, thank goodness, a remake of a movie that also dealt with this subject many years ago. It was called Harold and Maude. Right. Starred Ruth Gordon and Bud Court. And that was a little art movie that really developed a huge cult following over the years. Yep. That's a much sadder picture than this. Doris finally sees the light and realizes what she has done and, in a sense, has to apologize and all of that. So they wrap up that part of the movie quite nicely, I think. And then, of course, there's a wonderful little surprise ending, which I'm not going to give away. Of course not. But for the most part, I think, hello, my name is Doris, is worth a rent. So for me, this Doris, hello, my name is Doris, gets a green light. Okay. I didn't hate this movie. I wasn't upset by it. I just wish that they had handled a lot of it much better than they did. I'm not going to give it a red light either, but I'm not giving it a green light. This is a yellow light for me. Okay. And I understand that this is not a guy film. No, it's a chick film. (laughs) So it didn't sweep me away as it did you, and I think that's wonderful. But from where I sit, this is a yellow light for me. Okay. So a green light and a yellow light for Hello, My Name is Doris. Well, we're going to come back and review another movie very, very soon. We hope you will join us then. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts. And goodbye, my name is Ann Elder. (laughs) And Greenlight Reviews hopes that all of you will be very happy to announce, hello, my name is whatever it is, the next time you go to have a great time at the movies. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling-Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts.